I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I'll tell you what, there is nothing more that I love receiving than Supercoach draft questions and I, I started to notice a few over the last week starting to come back in. I think Nutty and Walker, they fired the mics back up the other day so I think a couple of you very keen drafties out there, you started to think about Season 24 and whatnot. Uh, it's just super exciting, haven't had a chance to listen myself but I will be catching up on it over the next week or so uh, and I had a lot of questions about and obviously people are organising their draft comps and having a look at Season 2024. Uh, draft stipulations, a lot of people have asked me about how I would go about uh, setting up a draft comp and how just the things that I would consider if I was doing it. And look, I can only talk from my perspective of my draft competition. Uh, obviously, mine and Natty and Wooker's is very, very different. It actually it fucking gives me a headache thinking about how Natty and Wooker do theirs. But they do it differently to us. They thoroughly enjoy theirs, and there's pros and cons to both. So, and all draft comps are different. Obviously, mine's a 14 man comp, uh, so very, very different to people that are running a six man comp, and also very vastly different. Uh, uh, to people running like a 20-man con, which I know there's a few of you out there that do listen to the potty, so shout out to you. A couple of things that I would say, when you're starting a draft comp, an NRL Supercoach draft comp, there's a couple of things that I would say you need to consider. Um, for, for me, the big thing about draft comps is that you need everyone to play. You need everyone to be keen. Uh, so when I have a look at my draft comp that I'm in, we've got 14 guys, which is a lot of people, yeah? That's a lot of blokes playing in a draft comp. It's fucking unreal, and I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. But we've got 14 blokes that are keen and are very, very interested in it. We've had times uh, where blokes have just dropped out and stopped playing halfway through, and it does kind of ruin it. Shout out to you, Jeremy, you fucking asshole. Uh, but you need to be finding 14 people that can play if it's six, you need to find six people and find six blokes that you are confident will play out the season. Find six blokes that you know if they get a lot of injuries and it gets a bit tough, they're not going to throw the towel in. They're not going to have a tantrum. You need to find guys that are consistent because there is absolutely nothing worse than when you get halfway through a year and one guy's had a heap of injuries and he just stops playing and you're left with a ghost train going around. And then there's some teams that essentially get an extra buy every week. It becomes very, very difficult. On that note, I would highly 
highly advise uh, you get even teams. I would rather have less teams than have uneven teams. Uh, so make sure you have even teams. You don't want to be having to buy every few weeks. That sucks. You want to be playing and taking on a different mate every single week. Uh, so for me, I, th- I think that's the first very important thing. Make sure you get the right people into your comp because if you get the wrong ones and they – yeah, and it only it really honestly only takes one to kind of screw it up because uh, then you end up the last few rounds, that person, you know, they might have been a ghost train for five weeks, but then they're playing someone that it's going to be an important game for them to win. Someone messages that person, they jump on and play, and it just causes chaos. So you want people that are going to be keen. You want guys that aren't going to throw in the towel. Uh, things happen in life and whatnot. Sometimes we get distracted from shit, but you want to find guys that you think can be as consistent as they possibly can. We're a 12-man team for a long time. Uh, we brought it to 14. Uh, and what, one of the guys we brought in, Kurt, I was a little bit worried whether he was going to be consistent with it or not, if I'm honest. Uh, but he's turned out to be just about the keenest one of all of us. And it's unreal uh, having him in our comp. So make sure whoever you're adding, make sure they are the right person. And for me, I think if someone screws it up, I'm more than happy to give them one chance. But if they screw it up again, I think you've got to send them packing. And I think uh, Nadia Mooker might have done that a few times in their comp. So just, just be careful who you get in and how many you get in as well. Because uh, you... I mean, the, the more people you get, the more chance you're going to get the wrong person, yeah? So that's the first thing I would say. Now, on top of that, I think squad size is very important, the squad that you go for. So in my comp, and you guys probably hear me give shit to Nadia Mook about it all the time, that, you know, we pick three second rowers, we pick four center wings. I think in Nadia Mookers, they pick two second rowers and two center wings, uh, and that's it. And for me, I think that's boring as batshit, but if you're in a comp where blokes aren't going to pay enough attention to be keep, keep keeping four center wings on rotation a week, then maybe it, it is probably better to go with a smaller one like that because the last thing you want to do is send blokes away and get them disinterested simply because it is too hard. I love the challenge of it. I'm a fucking rugby league nerd though and so are you know a lot of the guys in my comp to be fair, but I would probably only say seven or eight of them are like proper nerds, maybe not to my level, but they absolutely love it. The other guys are just in it for a laugh and stuff and so for, for those guys... I I think sometimes it can be a little bit harder when you get these really deep squads. And if you're the keen bean that's making your comp and you make it really deep and the other blokes can't keep up, I guarantee you it is not going to be much fun for you. Sometimes it is better to sacrifice some squad sizes, sacrifice some positions, some depth, it becomes a little bit easier, but it'll be better because you keep guys more involved for longer. They're two big ones for me. Picking your squad size, picking your people in your comp. You're going to have to pick if you're going to be like a top eight, top four, top six. For me, I would want as many people making the finals as they can. I think a top eight's pretty fair, like the NRL. We've got a 14-man comp. Uh, it's a top eight system for us, so you know more than half of the teams make it, which I'm completely okay with. We do the top four gets two bites of the cherry, which I also like. Uh, so I think I think that sort of stuff's important. Choosing whether you play buy rounds or not is another thing I think you need to consider. We play buy rounds. It's a bit of a shit fight, but... For If you're a keen player, you'll be aware of the buy rounds that are coming up. You'll be aware of who's playing, who's not. I know from five or six weeks out what my numbers are looking like and what my opponent's numbers are looking like. The guys that are in my comp that are very keen and, and genuinely trying to win, uh, they are always aware of that sort of stuff as well. The other guys that are having a laugh and a giggle, they stand no fucking hope. But that's the beauty of buy rounds. Sometimes it can just fall your way. Sometimes it won't. And then you've got to make a decision. Okay, am I going to sacrifice my season to get desperate to try and win here, to try and 
and get in the top eight. A lot of factors to to consider. I like that part of it. But once again, if you think it's going to be too hard for the players that you're picking to play in your competition, you need to consider that because that is the period where you really risk losing guys. Go Guys go and play Origin. Guys go and do all this stuff. You know, you know you don't have any players that week, so you don't touch your team. You come back three weeks later, you've lost three on the trot, and then you go, oh, fuck it, is it really worth doing? It's a really dangerous period. It's a period where you can lose a lot of players, so be aware of that. Vice captains and captains, another thing that your comp will have to talk about. Uh, my competition, we play VCs and captains. I know a lot of competitions out there don't play them. Uh, I, I sort of joke on the weekly rub down that I think non-captains is for cowards. Look, that's, that's just a bit of banter. I enjoy playing vice captain and captain. Uh, people say... You know, oh, it's too easy to win when you're vice-captain-captains. Sure, uh, but, you know, it's also easy to lose as well. You know, it, it does go both ways. I, I always hear the argument that, you know, whoever has the first or second draft pick always wins. Um, I think this year was the first time uh, that a player in our comp with a one or two draft pick had gone on to win it. So, I, you know, I, I don't as heavily believe in that. We've had a number of guys that have won it from pick 10 to 14. I think there's been two in the last four years. Uh, so like the majority in the last four years has come from that, those low sort of picks. So I understand why people don't play vice captains, captains. I think it becomes too much of a variable. I actually love it. And I think it, it, it means you have to make good decisions on the fly. And you know what? If you've got a clear ear of Heinz or whatever, fucking good as gold. That's, that, that, that's your captain each and every week. But I had Nathan Cleary this this year. He was great. A number of times he was out-captained on me. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. And if you've got those guys, that's fantastic. But they also tend to be the guys that are rested towards the back end of the season. So, yes, in the regular season, you might be flying and you might do well. But it does sort of even out towards the back end of the season. That's how I've found it on most occasions. Which brings to my next point. When guys get rested, guys tend to get rested in the last week of the season. So you've got to make a decision. Do you have a round 27 grand final or a round 26 grand final. Really interesting. Really good conversation. Uh, I know a lot of people lean towards 26, which personally I don't have a problem with. I like going to 27 though. And look, I, I've I, in my, I've lost... What have I lost? Two grand finals? Two or three? I've lost two grand... No, three grand finals, I think. But I've lost definitely one grand final I kind of lost because there was too many restings on my side and my team got kind of fucked. So I, I, I probably should be pushing for a round 26 grand final every day of the week. But... I really like the challenge of round 27. I think it's good fucking fun. I think you get there, guys are rested, and it really, it tests your understanding of the depth of NRL sides and who's going to play minutes and your understanding of the game. Now, sometimes it works out that the guy on the other team just has everyone and he's sweet and he's going to win it by a mile, and I get that. But I also think it's part of the strategy that you've got to start to get ready for round 27. You've got to be aware on draft day that you play your grand final in round 27, and that could mean that there's going to be guys missing that could mean that you really have to think on your feet. And that's what I like about the round 27 grand final. Once again, if you want to avoid all that, go the round 26 grand final. Completely sweet. I don't think there's any issues with it. And probably the majority of people in your competition will agree with that. And that's probably just the easier way to go. We took a vote on it in my competition. Uh, and a lot of, uh, I think we ended up just getting majority to keep it round 27. So is what it is. I've never really had any issues with it, even though I've probably lost a grand final off the back of it. Um, I've never had any issues with it. I think it's good fun. I think it makes it more interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I'm all for doing that. But you guys have to decide what fits best with your competition and how it's going to work. Um, trades. 
Trades is a big one. Uh, we, we've we always had a lot of trouble with trades in our competition. Um, and you know what? It causes a lot of dramas, but at the same time, I fucking love it because we all take it so seriously. We all want to win. Um, and I'm... I'm a big believer in, and I know a lot of people disagree, and that's completely fair. I understand why. But I'm a big believer in not having trades. Um, I think that when you have a serious draft competition and you have trading within your comp, I think that it leans itself to uh, personal relationships tend to trade together and whatnot. I, I just, I, I don't like that side of it. And to be honest with you, the vast majority of trades I make in my comp are with guys that I'm really good mates with. And that's just the reality of it. But... I would rather not have that in the comp. I would rather you pick your team at the start of the year uh, and you go through with that side and you play off the waiver wide. That's how I would do it. I know a lot of guys in my comp disagree and that's completely fair. That's all good. Uh, but that's how I would do it because I just think you avoid a lot of drama. You would, you avoid a lot of potential dodgy stuff going on in your competitions, which we've seen in our comp before. Uh, I, I myself was accused of it uh, during the year. Like I wasn't, the, the the facts were the facts. The reality was there. People just didn't want to see it. But it's, I, I would rather avoid that altogether. I would rather you pick the team you've got, stick with it. If you have injuries, you have all this shit, you have to ad- adapt on the waiver wire. That's how I would like to see it done. I think that some of the trades can be a little bit willy-nilly. I especially think when you get to the back end of the season, that's where trades really worry me, uh, that you got teams at the top going to teams at the bottom and going, hey, you've got this injured player you're holding on to. You can't afford to lose games anymore. Why don't you trade with me now? And I don't really like that about the game. I've used that to my advantage before, no doubt about it. As I've said, if the, the if, if X is going to be the rules of my competition, I will play to those rules and get any advantage that I possibly can to try and win. But that's part of the reason why I would like to see trades taken out completely. I, I think it would be the best way to go. Uh, but that does make it a somewhat boring comp. And I know that some of the guys in my comp feel that way. I know that uh, when I talk to... I went to say Tom and Eddie. Uh, when I talk to Natty and Wook, uh, they feel very similar to that. They just think it's boring without trades, which is completely fair. Each their own. I'm probably a bit more of a traditionalist and a bit more of a uh, nerdy super coach player where I like to just keep in my own shell. Uh, I think as well, there are certain people in your competition that people will tend to not trade with. Guys, if they've won competitions before or whatever, you don't want to strengthen those guys and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of politics that comes into it that personally I would rather avoid. Uh, But I've used it to my advantage when I can. There is no doubt about that whatsoever and you're stupid if you don't. If the rules are laid out and you've got to play by those rules, you try and get any advantage you can. I back that 100%. But if I if it was up to me, I would take trades out of it. But you guys have got to make a decision on how trades are going to work. Is it going to be willy-nilly? Is it just going to be a don't be a shit bloke rule, which um, uh, I don't think my competition could do. I think we've got too many guys that are too competitive. Um, I know that Natty and Wook could do it, and a couple of times I've had to pull guys up. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know how you guys go about it. I think, for me, the most important thing is a commissioner. You got to have a good commissioner running your comp, and a lot of people message me assuming that I'm the commissioner of my comp. I'm actually not. Um, the commissioner of our comp is actually, which brings me to my point. You need to find the best choice guy to do it, and the guy we've got, Cosy, he is by far and away the best choice for it, in my opinion. Uh, is he perfect? No, but I think he keeps a very level head when tensions are very high and everything. I I don't think he shows any bias at any point. Uh, I sound like I'm fucking kissing the ass of the commissioner here, but. I think it's very important to find that right person who's got that middle ground because in order to be a commissioner of a draft comp, you have to care greatly. Yeah, You have to care a lot about it and put a lot of time and effort into it. But 
You also need to remove yourself from situations when making decisions, which to be completely honest with you, I think I would struggle with. And I think that of the guys that care enough. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. About draft in our competition to be commissioner, I think the only one that is able to remove himself properly, whether you know the others admit it or not, is probably the guy we've got, Cozzy. So I think we've landed in a really, really good spot with our commissioner. I think he makes good decisions. I don't always agree with them. Other people don't always agree with them. When you got you know fourteen blokes in a room trying to you know d- decide things on the fly when everyone's got life going on and everything, you're not going to get everything right. That's just the reality of it. But I think for the vast majority, our commissioner uh, makes really good decisions and he's able to pull himself out of that situation each time to make a fair call. Uh, once again, I don't agree with everything he does. But I think most of the time he gets it wrong. And even when I think he gets it wrong, I I generally don't think it's catastrophic, which is what you want. You need someone as commissioner uh, to have, you know, a really level head, uh, to be able to take bias out of it, to be able to remove themselves out of situations. Uh, And if you're going to have a serious draft con with people that are properly competing, it's a really important factor because if you end up with a commissioner uh, that isn't doing the right thing, I, I and you know what? I've been lucky enough that I haven't been in one of those comps, but fuck me, I would imagine it would send into an absolute spiral. Uh, you've got a lot of personalities to deal with, a lot of people that get very competitive, myself fucking included. Uh, so I think picking your commissioner is going to be very important. And you might find that you're the one organizing your comp and you think that, you know, if you don't do it, no one else will. So you probably have to do it. Uh, but you have to be very careful as commissioner. And I think you have to occasionally take a couple of hits yourself uh, to sort of prove to people that you are doing the right thing and whatnot, which our commissioner has. So credit to him. Uh, shout out to you, Cozzy. Um, so yeah, they are draft stipulations. I wrote just a couple of things down there that I think you need to be aware of if you are starting a draft comp in 2024 or you're continuing with one. Maybe you're adapting, bringing new people in, whatever it might be. Just some things to consider there. For me though, draft is all about just having fun during the week, having something to banter about, having something extra to watch over the weekend. I think Supercoach Classic is great for that, but draft, it just brings it to that next level. And then, you know, all of a sudden, I'm watching Jaden Sewer, what he's doing for the Dragons, which I wouldn't be doing for Classic. I'm not watching the same players as everyone else, and it gives you a little competition in each and every game against your mate. Uh, so that's what I love about draft. I think the, the most important thing about draft is to keep everyone playing. You want everyone to be present and playing, throughout the entire year. We've been lucky enough to be able to do that for the vast majority of times, um, for 90% of the time, to be fair. Uh, And I think that's the most important thing. And there are factors that you need to consider in order to give your competition the very best opportunity of everyone playing for the entire year. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 